0: Hey there, Professor Rebecca here. How are you? I hope everyone is doing all right at home. Today we had a really rainy afternoon down here, and let me tell you that this is the first podcast for 11 All Sports. Here we will be sharing some important information about the book The Great Gatsby. So I hope you have fun and learn while listening. So please pay attention.
1: In New York. In the summer of 1922, the tempo of the city approached. Hysteria. Tears on the mausoleum floor, blood stains the Coliseum doors, lies on the lips of a grease, rolling in the Rolls Royce Stocks reached record peaks and Wall Street boomed in a steady golden roar. The parties were bigger, the shows were broader, the buildings were higher, the morals were looser and the ban on alcohol had backfired, making the liquor cheaper. Wall Street was luring the young and ambitious and I was one of them. I rented a house 20 miles from the city on Long Island. I lived at West Egg, in a forgotten groundskeeper's cottage squeezed among the mansions of the newly rich. To get started, I bought a dozen volumes on credit, banking, and investments. All new to me. stock market in another house. Yes, Well, of course, nothing is 100%. Well, I wouldn't go investing every penny. At Yale, I dreamed of being a writer, but I gave all that up with the sun shining and the great bursts of leaves on the trees I planned to spend the summer studying. And I probably would have, were it not for the riotous amusements that beckoned from beyond the walls of that colossal castle, owned by a gentleman I had not yet met, named Gatsby. So, he was your neighbor. My neighbor. Yeah.
0: In this first episode, we are going to talk about Chapter 1. The book opens up with a very important quote, an advice from his father to the narrator during his more vulnerable years, and that he had kept turning back over and over through the years and we can see that he's not only the narrator but also the book's author. In the first pages of the book he describes Gatsby as having a creative temperament an extraordinary gift of hope, and a romantic readiness, which he had never found in any other person. The narrator also talks about his personal background. He comes from a prominent family, the Caraways. By the way, his name is Nick Caraway. He graduated from New Haven in 1915. He works in the bond business, or the same thing as in Wall Street, which is an eight-block-long street that begins in Broadway and ends in South Street. He used to live in Minnesota, but now he lives in West Egg. But hey, what's the difference between West and East Egg? The East Egg was populated by those with old money, while West Egg was populated by those with new money. Tom and Daisy live in the East Egg because their families have been wealth for so many generations and those who live in the West Egg are newly rich. The Nat Raider lives in West Egg beside Gatsby's mansion, though he isn't like his West Egg neighbors. Later on in the book we discover that Daisy is the Nat Raider's second cousin. Tom and Daisy used to live in Chicago, but they got tired of Chicago's lifestyle and so they decided to move to New York. Tom is known as a famous football player at New Haven, but he's also described as arrogant and dominant and racist, capable of enormous leverage, a cruel body. Basically, he's described as a harsh man. And also, in that part, we can notice that there is an example of foreshadowing. By the way, it is important to mention that Tom and Daisy have a two-year-old girl. And in this chapter, another character is introduced, Miss Baker, or Jordan Baker, who is Daisy's friend. She's described as having a lovely face, bright eyes, and an exciting tone of voice. That men who had cared for her find it difficult to forget. Another important thing to mention is that Daisy is aware that Tom has a mistress, though she doesn't care much. She said that when her two-year-old baby was born, Tom wasn't even there and only got new work. When she woke up, she asked the nurse right away if it was a boy or a girl. She said that it was a girl, and so she turned her head away and wept, and let's listen to what she said. Nikki. What? It's just...
1: Well, you see, I think everything's terrible anyhow. Really? Yes. I've been everywhere and seen everything and done everything. I've had a very bad time, Nikki. I'm pretty cynical about everything. Uh, your daughter, I suppose she talks and eats and everything? Pammy. Oh, yes. Listen, Nick. When she was born, Tom was God knows where. with God knows who, and I asked the nurse if it was a boy or a girl. And she said it was a girl, and I wept. I'm glad it's a girl, and I hope she'll be a fool. That's the best thing a girl in this world can be, a beautiful little fool. All the bright, precious things fade so fast. And they don't come back.
0: So even though that back in the 20s, women gained a lot of popularity and they were able to do more things that they could before, for example, they were finally able to vote and could work as nurses, teachers or secretaries. They were still girls like Daisy, who thought themselves as beautiful, but fragile and full. Finally, we get to the end of chapter 1 by Nick glancing involuntarily to Gatsby's mansion. He's looking at a green light at the end of the dock. The narrator says he was alone again in the unquiet darkness, which foreshadows trouble in the next chapter. And by the way, the green light is also a symbol that we will study later in the book. But hey guys, this is not everything. We have an important guest today. She's a teacher from United States, specifically from Keele, Wisconsin, and she's going to tell us her opinion about the book. Let's listen to her.
2: Hi, my name is Gretchen Mino. I'm an English teacher in a small town in Wisconsin, in the United States. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about why I love Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby. It's one of my very favorite books because even though it was written a hundred years ago, its ideas are still incredibly relevant to life today. Infidelity, materialism, disparity between the haves and the have-nots. It's better suited to be ripped out of a celebrity Hollywood magazine than a battered textbook. The reason I love Gatsby is because it's an amazing look at what happens when we get too consumed with things we know are bad. We shouldn't cheat on people. We know we shouldn't drink too much. We know we shouldn't get obsessed with money and materialism, and we shouldn't live in the past. But these characters, they do it all. And that's why this book is so cool, because the characters are human. They aren't perfect by any means, and they don't pretend to be. They're real representations of people strengths weaknesses they could be your friends 100 years ago or today and that's when I love why I love it because it's incredibly applicable to life
0: this is it old sports i'll catch up with you in the next episode bye bye